Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I will be covering several topics. I'll be talking about the mysterious case of Angel Reese. Also talking about James Harden and the struggles of the L.A. Clippers. And then we'll talk about your buddy and mine, Draymond Green, getting suspended. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, it's your boy GD. I'm back. Took a bit of a hiatus there. Actually, part hiatus, part I did want to let like the season kind of play out at least the first month. You know, you can make a lot of snap judgments in a couple of games, but I wanted at least to let about four or five weeks go before I can make assessments and those sort of things, which I will do. But I wanted to get to some pertinent news out of the world of basketball. So it's just three news items I want to cover in this episode. And then I'll do around the league. I'll do the Eastern Conference and I'll do the Western Conference. So I'll probably do that within the next couple of episodes. But now I want to hit these news items here. First, we will start with... The mysterious case of Angel Reese. Now, back in November 14th, LSU, she plays for LSU, college basketball, and LSU played Kent State. And in that game, Angel Reese was in the game in the beginning. She played only 14 minutes in that game. Actually, she was pulled to the bench early right after she launched the ill-advised three-point shot. Coach Kim Mulkey pulls her to the bench, puts her back in, but in the second half, she doesn't play at all. So she plays 14 minutes in that game, and actually it was a close game. It was like a two-point lead by LSU, but in the second half, they blew the doors off of Kent State. In fact, outscoring them 72-42. And the final score was 109 to 79. But that was the game where eyebrows were kind of raised because of Angel Reese getting benched. Then we move on to the next two games. And we come to find out Angel Reese is not with the team. And in those two games, LSU plays Southeast Louisiana. And they beat them 73 to 50. And then they play Texas Southern. And beat them 106 to 47. And coming up on their schedule, actually, they got a bit of an easy one there. They go to Niagara University and play them on the 24th, November 25th. They play at Virginia University. And the big game will be on November 30th, where they take on the ninth ranked Virginia Tech Hokies. And that team has on it. Elizabeth Keatley, who, when we last saw her playing against LSU, she had a monster game. 18 points, 12 rebounds, and 7 blocks. And also you have Georgia A. Moore as well. So you got a solid team right there that can definitely give LSU fits. And LSU right now, I mean, they have solid players. Remember, they brought in 
Haley Van Lift, who's still getting acclimated with the team. You also have transfer Anisha Morrow. She's still playing her way in. Also, Flaugé Johnson, who's looking very much improved in her sophomore year. And then you have the freshman, Michaela Williams, who's looking really good right now. And also, for the interim, you have Samaya Smith holding down the middle until Angel Reese gets back. But I want to get back to Angel Reese. In the two conferences following the victories over Southeast Louisiana and Texas Southern, in those press conferences, Kim Mulkey, she keeps it tight-lipped. She states that Angel Reese is away from the team and that she'll be back sooner than later. I'm using air quotes, guys, for sooner than later. So there's a lot of speculation going on as to what's going on. Social media, oh gosh. I continue to say it's going to be the bane of our existence. Again, as I put my episodes on platforms and advertise on social media, but that's another story. But the speculations have run rampant from bad grades saying that she has a below 2.0 GPA all the way to, oh, she's pregnant. And then to add kind of fuel to the fire, you have Angel Reese's mom going at it on social media with Fla J. Johnson's mom. And then going back and forth, back and forth, Fla J's mom even alluded to Angel's low grades which I'm pretty sure puts a strain on the relationship of Angel and Flage. So you have that. And then also remember the fact that, you know, with all these NIL deals, and that's another thing people saying, oh, the NIL money's getting to her. Right now she is ranked seventh among all college athletes in terms of NIL earnings. Also the fact that during the summer you didn't really see her like working on our game, so forth, you know. She posts everything else, posts the video she did with, well, she made an appearance on Cardi B's video, so you have that. You saw her at the ESPYs, you saw her this place, that place. You saw her hugged up with the boyfriend, so everybody wants to say she's doing everything else but working on our game. And I did watch the first game and a half or so of her playing and I gotta admit guys um, you didn't really see anything added to her game per se you like to see a player come back with a little something extra I know it's early you know first couple of games but still and then of course them losing to Colorado that very first game that didn't help matters either and of course social media went crazy oh she's overrated this and that Ugh. So you have all this speculation about her. I'll be honest, we have no idea. All we could do is speculate. Could it be the bad grades? Could be. I heard Stephen A. Smith opine about this. And just the young lady grows up, which, you know, you talk about a 21-year-old who's getting all this money coming in. So it can get to your head or so forth. Here's what I will say, though. If I had an opportunity to speak to Angel Reese, I tell her there are forces out there that are envious, jealous, and pretty much hates the fact that you're getting a bag at the tender age of 21. A lot of jealous folks out there. And not only just 
people sitting behind computers or behind phones typing. Not just them. Athletes as well. So you have a lot, a lot of detractors, a lot of haters. Your best response to haters and detractors is you have to have the attitude of, well, I can show you better than I can tell you why I deserve this bag. In other words, go in there, work on your game, work on being a excellent teammate to your team. Go and do the things that's necessary for the team's success. Those sort of things. If you want to give them something less to talk about. That would be my advice to her. And definitely get yourself a trainer this way. You can be in peak condition. You can be at your maximum as a player. So that would be my unsolicited advice to Angel Reese if she was to listen. And then I got to say with your mom, I know she's got her hands full. She has the son that's playing for the University of Maryland. And you have her in LSU, but... Mom, you got to talk to your daughter there and, you know, express to her the life lessons that you've come to learn along the way and really encourage her because right now, I mean, it's early, but as uh, Yogi Berra would say, it's getting early late. But yeah, you have to give her a talking to, pretty stern talking to, say, you got to get this train back on the track here because... Uh, we talk about the NIL deals, but that comes with performance. So if you're not out there, these dollars can disappear quite easily. Just go out there and be the best Angel Reese you can be on the court. Again, being the ultimate teammate, sacrificing for the team, so forth. Because, like I said, that Vartek game coming up. I'm not sure they'll have a chance without having Angel Reese in the fold. You're going to need her for that game. That's for sure. So I say all that to say it's time for you to come in and do what you have to do. I'll just leave it at that. So that's the one story there in terms of basketball. Let's turn our attention to the NBA. James Harden and the struggling L.A. Clippers. James Harden, as we know, got traded to the Clippers. He made his debut November 6th, and he did it at Madison Square Garden facing the Knicks. It's been seven games now that he's played with the Clippers, and in those seven games, they have gone two and five. When he first started with them, they lost five straight, and then they've come to win two in a row now. So maybe the tide is turning now. We'll see. James Harden so far, he's played about 32 minutes per game, averaging just 16 points, almost five rebounds, and over five assists with a steal per game. He's shooting the ball well, actually, 48.6%, which is pretty good for him. Nearly 36% from three, you'll take that. And he's only missed one free throw. He's taken 27, he's missed only one, so you like that as well. And if you guys caught the press conference he had when he arrived at L.A., where he says, I'm not a system player, I am the system, everybody went crazy over that. But that's James Harden being James Harden. And then recently, Russell Westbrook, seeing the team being in the uh, 
doldrums, if you will, has volunteered to go to the bench in order to acquiesce to his friend, his buddy, James Harden. Which, I don't know if it should have been him making the sacrifice. I'm actually of the mindset it should have been the other way around. It should have been Harden going to the bench. Because right now, you put Harden on the bench, he's going to be able to get his numbers against that second unit. And I'll give him a bit of confidence. And of course, you'll end up eventually meshing him in with Kawhi, with Paul George, and with Russell Westbrook as well. So that would be my take on that. And then also you got to understand too now with the struggles that L.A. Clippers are facing, you go to the opposite side here, his old team, the Philadelphia 76ers, and they're balling right now. As of this recording here, they're 10-3. and Tyrese Maxey's playing like an all-star, guys. And then you're also getting contributions from guys like De'Anthony Melton. Tobias Harris is stepping up now. You got these guys playing. And, of course, Joel Embiid being Joel Embiid. And also the pieces that you brought over. Guys like Robert Covington. And now Nicholas Batumi's reported to the team now. So you have some backup help. Philly's looking good right now. Can the Clippers turn it around? Again, like I said when I talked about Angel Reese and the LSU Lady Tigers. It's early, so you have time to turn this thing around. You have time to right the ship for guys to get acclimated with one another. So we might be singing a different tune come the trade deadline. Pretty much a little more than midseason, so we could see a whole different team and they could be playing well. This is kind of why I picked them last when I did my preseason preview. Well, my season preview, rather. Because I knew getting hardened is going to take some time for everybody getting on the same page. And you're going to take your lumps along with that. So, well, that's kind of why I picked them last. But it's early. Still, things can turn around quick, fast, in a hurry, especially in the NBA. And then one final thing I'll say about the Clippers situation is I was listening to Lawrence Frank because he talked to the media and he basically said the part of business that really sucks are making trades because you're trading a person that's been in your system. You know, they got families, so forth. You got to trade them. That means families got to uproot, go to another city, so forth. You know, and we've heard these laments before. Just as recently as a couple of months ago, in fact, we heard from Drew Holiday's wife about him being traded from Milwaukee. They thought they were going to be in Milwaukee for the duration. That didn't happen. And then you saw Nicholas Batum's wife actually retweet what Drew Holiday's wife posted in terms of her husband being traded. So she reposted the thing to basically stand in solidarity with her being that her husband now got traded. But that's what Lawrence Frank said about the deal. And of course, he's saying, as everyone else is saying in the organization, things are rough now, but they'll be able to turn things around. So we'll see what happens in that instance. So that's the Clippers situation. And then finally, I want to talk about your friend and mine, Draymond Green. (sighs) Draymond, Draymond. He's been suspended for five games, and 
I'll give you the whole timeline how everything has played out. November 12th, in a game versus the Minnesota Timberwolves, a game that was in Golden State, by the way. Things got a little chirpy between the two teams when Draymond delivered a hard foul to Anthony Edwards. And this was with 5 minutes and 25 seconds left in the fourth quarter. In a game where Minnesota was actually up by 12, 98 to 86. They go back and forth. Draymond, he's got to portray himself being the tough guy. Of course, Anthony Edwards ain't having none of that. And then Anthony Edwards would go on to score 13 points in that quarter and thus putting the game out of reach. And the final score was 116 to 110. It's funny, you know, Draymond talks all this stuff, but it's not like he has to guard Anthony Edwards, that's left to a guy like Steph Curry or Klay Thompson or someone like that. Then two days later, the two teams play again. Also, this game was in Golden State. Before a point was even scored at the 10 minute and 17 mark of the first quarter, Klay Thompson and Jaden Daniels, they mix it up. They get tangled up. The rebound coming off. They're both grabbing each other. And Jayton grabs a little bit too long there. Uh, Clay takes exception to it. And there you go. So you have this skirmish here. It kind of reminds me of in hockey. Sometimes you have these rivalries. And once the puck drops, these guys drop the gloves and go at it. Before you even going up and down the ice. But that's kind of comparison I saw with that. So, in this scuffle, Rudy Gobert comes in, and he comes in to grab Clay Thompson and pull him away from Jaden McDaniels. Then Draymond comes in from behind Rudy Gobert and puts him in the chokehold, in the headlock, and proceeds to drag him several feet while doing so. And Carl Anthony's town's there trying to get him off him, but to no avail. Just for some context, Draymond and Rudy Gobert has had beef since 2019 when Draymond talked about it was right around the All-Star game and Rudy Gobert thinking he was going to make it, he did not. So he kind of cried, actually literally cried. And Draymond made fun of them, of course, poking fun at his manhood, obviously. So he drags several feet. And after all was said and done, of course, Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels gets ejected from the game. But also Draymond Green, he gets ejected as well. And again, social media, it's such a cesspool sometimes. I'm on there arguing with guys on social media because some people think, oh, he's not going to get suspended for this. This happens all the time. I was like, yo. He's going to get suspended. They're already talking in the league office about this. They're doing interviews. He's going to get suspended. It's just a matter of how long. Lo and behold, he does get suspended. I heard from all the pundits about it. The TNT guys, they were talking about it. Shaq defending Draymond, actually. But I will say this in terms of Gobert going to grab Klay Thompson. It's like an unwritten rule, basically. 
in a scuffle like that, you grab your guy and not the opposing team's guy. So, in that instance, Rudy Gobert was in the wrong. But maybe it's the French thing. Maybe that's what they do in France. I don't know. But that's kind of the unwritten rule amongst players. So, TNT guys, Barkley, of course, and uh, Draymond was in the wrong. And Shaq saying the contrary. Then on first take, I saw Stephen A. Smith and Mad Dog Russo. Also, Jay Williams, they were talking about it. And actually, Jay Williams said he should be suspended 10 games, and which Stephen A. took exception to. He thought it would be three games. And then on NBA Today, you heard Kendrick Perkins. I've listened to him as well. And he said, you know, the league has to make a statement and give him a suspension. And he actually guessed the amount of days correctly. And then I just saw a YouTube video with the Game Time crew, you know, on NBA TV. Steve Smith was on there. The ball player Steve Smith. And Candace Parker, they were talking about it. And Steve Smith echoes what I just told you in terms of Rudy Gobert shouldn't be touching Klay Thompson. Shouldn't be grabbing at him. And... Candace, she was more lamenting about Draymond and his history of doing these sort of things, which I'll get into actually now. Draymond, he gets the five-game suspension, as I said. Here's his history, guys. He's been ejected 18 times in his career. He's been suspended for nine games, including a crucial game five against the Cleveland Cavaliers. He was suspended for a game five there, and it pretty much cost them the series because that was the series where they were up three games to one. And that crucial suspension, I believe, cost them the series. So he's been suspended nine times, including this five-game one that just came up. And he's paid the league in fines over $2.2 million because of all his shenanigans. Now, I did an episode during the playoffs where I talked about a tale of two villains. I talked about him and Dylan Brooks. Well, thankfully, we haven't had to talk about Dylan Brooks in this regard. But we are here talking about Draymond. And when I talked about it, I re-listened to the episode. And the word I kept using was repeat offender. And I believe that's why he got the five games. I think... If he had a somewhat clean record, it would have been a shorter suspension. It would have been the three games, probably like Stephen A. Smith says. But the fact that he's a recidivist, he's done it many times, he got the five-game suspension. And I think that was a fair suspension. Ten games, I that would have been a lot. That would have been a lot. Five games seemed about right for what he did. Because think about it, guys. He dragged a man while in the chokehold on camera. And the NBA is all, right now, they're all about image and way things look while the cameras are rolling. And you can't have a guy dragging another guy in the chokehold for several feet. You can't have that. And then think about this with all the ejections and suspensions that Draymond has faced. 
when he punched his teammate, Jordan Poole, in practice last year, in fact, he was never suspended, guys. He was never suspended by the league. He was never suspended by his team. He was just told to go away for a couple of days. He came back. He was there for the opener. I thought he would miss the opener, but he was there for the season opener. And he pretty much didn't miss a game. So when you do it like that, you kind of empower the player that this behavior is okay. It's fine to act like this. But I think somebody has to eventually have a moment with him where he says, Draymond, you got an anger problem. You got an anger problem. And, you know, the older heads will say, oh, you know, this is just child's play compared to back in the day. I get that. I understand being as a watcher for as long as I've been. But you have a different product now than you had 30 some odd years ago. This is a different product. Well, even 40 so years ago. This is a whole different product. So you can't have a guy do this. So with that said, he'll be back soon. What he does from here, we'll see what happens. But he's not helping his team with this because you now have to kind of figure things out without him so forth. We'll see what happens, but Draymond just being Draymond, but he needs anger management. That's all I'm going to say on that. He needs anger management. He needs to sit down in somebody's therapy chair or what have you. And somebody needs to talk to him about this. So that's my take on it. So I'll just leave it there. All right, guys. So that is it for this episode. I just wanted to touch those three main topics there. Again, I'm going to have an episode where I go around the league and so forth. And we will take it from there. So, all right, guys. So that is it. I thank you for listening as always. Much appreciated. Always appreciate it, guys. And, again, I have a new call to action that comes right after I speak here. Uh, It'll tell you how to support the show, guys. Right now, you got coming up the, after Cyber Monday is the Giving Tuesday. So, if you feel compelled to give to the podcast, please, by all means, I have all of it in my call to action. You could do it through the Cash App, PayPal. Buy me a coffee. You could do it through also through Spotify. So several avenues you can give, guys. All right. So with that said, I thank you for listening and we'll be talking soon. Take care. Hello, my peeps. Thank you for listening and supporting the All Things Basketball with GD podcast. You can find us on our website, allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You could also email us at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. Also listen and watch us on YouTube, All Things Basketball GD. Hit the like button when you see our videos. Also write a blurb about our show. You can listen to us on all podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple. Leave a review for us at Apple. On the website, you can support us. By hitting the buy me a coffee button, support on anchor button, or donate on PayPal. 
You can also support us by our cash app, GD That Sports Dude. Once again, I thank you for listening and supporting the show, and do take care.